0: Seven hours and fifteen days Since you took your love away I go to be welcome everyone to a brand new bolt from the blue podcast let's introduce who we've got in the studio we've got looking like a rock and roller in his faux leather jacket there we've got ray
1: hey how you doing how you doing guys it's not meant to be it's not meant to be a faux leather jacket it's not meant to be pretend leather it's just a, a nice shiny jacket <laughs> as phil colin said no jacket <laughs> required
0: in, indeed indeed uh okay and we've also got bernard denine how are you doing bernard
2: yeah, full of a cold, mate. You know, but it's at that time of year, isn't it? So, uh, let's get I'm, I've got the cough today as well. I've had a sore throat and, a, and a, a snotty nose, and I've got a cough today now.
0: Yeah, well, guys, you'll be glad to know both of these chaps were at the game. Um, and uh, real fans, Mike, real fans, real fans. Real fans. no plastic, no plastic. No. There's a program there. Is that king of the Kipax there from you, Bernard? No, um, program. Oh, just a just a match program. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> well, guys, <laughs> it was quite funny um, watching Ray's channel because when he goes to games like this in this kind of weather, he actually <laughs> um, he, we- he wears a parka with this thick uh, fur-lined hood, and it makes him look like Carlos Valderrama. It's unbelievable. <laughs> kind of like if you can imagine a visual cross between Valderrama and Tina Turner, a- it's a- something a- like that.
2: I believe it's that long <laughs> since oh, it's that long since he last went. He went to Main Road by mistake because he got <laughs> so. Well, guys, let
0: me, let me fire this first question at you. Upon arriving at the game and as the game got started, as the game was starting, there were two things on display that must have given City fans great heart. Do you know what those two things are?
1: Well, Kevin De Bruyne, he was on display. That's one. That's one. And the five trophies.
0: And the five trophies. Did you get your photograph taken with five trophies,
1: Ray? Yeah, I took some pictures. I mean, the thing is, um, they set them up outside the, uh, the main entrance and they had such bright lights uh, that when people were taking pictures, they couldn't get the trophies because the lights were so bright. That's all you could get in your picture was the lights. Uh, I had the foresight to go a bit further away. I actually took some pictures of the the statue up there as well. Um so you can get got the statue of the um uh, lee bell some of there and in the background you had this uh, the, the trophies and you had uh, the best team in the line and all the world all behind but it, i don't know whoever thought of that whoever came up with that idea of putting all these big bright lights uh, didn't think that people would be taking pictures um and and you know people complaining that Basically, you couldn't, you know, you are da- dazzled. Someone said they needed to borrow me shades. <laughs> it was that bright. It was like, you know, it was like the m- middle of summer with that those lights. I tell
2: you what, you could get a tan. I got picked well, up a bit yeah. of burnt me head. Well, t- t- typical of me, I got I got to the tram station and I normally go obviously that way, the main entrance, but for some reason I thought, well, I'm going to go to City Chippy. So I went the other way. So I missed it all. I didn't even realize the trophies were at the main entrance. So yeah, 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 yeah. typical of me cocking it up again. <laughs> uh, I mean, you, Look, at least you got, I, I bet you
1: got the tram before it chucked it down.
2: Yeah, it was all right. The weather was okay when I got there. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I was, I, when I finished my uh, live stream, it was starting to chuck it down. And then I had another 20 minutes to walk to my car and it was absolutely
2: hissing it down. Yeah, I got sort when I got off the tram at uh, Old Tringham, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I might as well just piss in my pants. I was that wet. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't do me cold any good, put it that way.
0: Okay, guys, well, this won't be a long point tonight because it's, it's, it's a bit like reviewing a 60-minute game because as a lot of people noticed, um, not much happened after the second goal. Um, a few little things, but um, not much. This no, goes no, to line. Not
2: much happened all game, mate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, let's uh, let's take a look at the lineups. Um, Bernard, you would have been maybe one or possibly two out.
2: Yeah, you're uh, quite right there. Um, I was one out. Of course, I, I keep banging on that against Sheffield United and the fact that Mister Folden's being relied upon to be the creative guy. Uh, which will give Nunes a bit of a free reign as well. But obviously Pep's not listening to me and he keeps putting Kovacic in. So that was the only distance difference to the 11 I had. The City team, Edison Walker, Akanji, Aki, of course, uh, me and Ray bang on about uh, Aki and Gavardiole swapping, don't we? uh, Gavardiole playing... More the centre back, Aki playing more the left back. But again, Pep goes against. So I don't know what Pep's got. You know, what's going on here? I mean, I don't think he was a decent manager. He goes against what me and Ray think all the time. So you got Edison Walker, Akanji, Aki Gvardiol, Kovacic, Rodri, Bernardo, Silva, Foden, Grealish, and Alvarez. And the sub bench: Diaz, Phillips, Ortega, Gomez, uh, Nunes, Bob, Lewis, Hamilton, and some bloke. A new, a new signing. Is it Ray? Kate Kevin, De
1: Bru- oh, okay. Let me say that, it? mate. De, De Bruyne it? or De Bruyne? Is I, it's such a new player, I don't know how to pronounce his name yet.
0: Well, he's definitely got a new hairstyle, guys. I mean, he's <laughs> uh, he's um, if he wasn't married with a couple of kids, you would think that he was um, you know, the um, on the pool. He's definitely got the um, I, I want to
1: know, know what I want to know, uh, what's made his hair grow so long because <laughs> I tell you what, <laughs> better and me could do with a little bit of that. Bit ah. of that. Snake oil on our heads to make the hair grow. I don't know.
0: Okay. Well, uh, yeah, um, uh, there are a couple of suggestions um, that I would suggest. I mean, has uh, Pep ever t- tried Gvardiol at centre back?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think Ray, I think he has played him there, but obviously out of necessity. He, he sees Gvardiol as one of these rampaging forward <laughs> left backs, doesn't he? Uh, obviously. We'll get to see it, but he's, that's what he sees him as.
0: Mm hmm. Here's a question for you, Ray. Um, does Oscar Bob offer more end product than Jack Grealish? Not yet. Not yet. Not
1: yet. Does it, look, it, it looked like that. No, no, not a no, lot. No. He had one key key pass yesterday, the pre assist for Alvarez's goal. But if we're honest, he did a lot of passing back as well. A lot of passing sideways. He was very sensible. I think he he played like Pet would want him to play. You know, you pass the ball back, you pass it around. If I think Bob was on the outside, instead of Gavardio, I don't know what Gavardio was doing, rampaging down the wing, he would be out there wide, he'd get the ball and then just pass it back. There's no point in that, in, in my opinion. Bob mm-hmm. hasn't shown enough yet. I don't think he's been given the opportunity yet to show that he can offer more than Jack. I think Pep wanted to start with Bob. I think I watched his press conference after the game and he said he was, you know, he was, he really was, was thinking strongly about starting with Oscar Bob. But I just think, he felt a little bit of solidarity towards Jack Grealish, who had been bur- uh, had his eyes burgled a couple of nights before. And I just think, you know, Jack was probably defiant. He wanted to be out there and, and Pep acceded to his uh, desires. But I think Oscar Bob would, would have offered more from the start because he's got that capacity. He's got a bit more pace. He's got that in and out. He, I think he can go past a, a player or two. This game, a lot of our players were played inside. We had Gavardia out wide on one side, um, Kyle Walker out wide on the other side, and everybody else, the little players in, in the middle. Jack was in the middle a lot. Um, uh, Oscar Bob, when he came on, he was in the middle. Phil Fordham was there. Um, and Alvarez was there. And, you know, Kovacic and uh, Rodri would surge into midfield as well. So a lot of players in that middle. And, uh, you know, I think you can do it with wide fullbacks, but they've got to be of better quality than Gavardiol and Walker. Walker's got that pace so he can get past people using his pace alone, but he can't cross for Toffy. As you saw yesterday, he can't shoot for Toffee either. Um, Gavardiol, he hasn't got the same pace as Walker. He's got a better touch, I think, but nearly every single time he got the ball, he passed it. He never had a it took people on it. I don't think I can't remember him crossing it. So, you know, I don't see I don't personally see the point of having him out wide when all he's going to do is pa- pass it back. I want someone like Doku. Maybe it's because we haven't got Doku available, you know, that Pep's using this system. Um And because it's Chef United, he wants to do something a little bit different. He's a genius after all. So, you know, whatever he touches tends to gold, doesn't
0: it? Mm-hmm. Well, tell us about the first 15 minutes, Bernard, and the goal that capped that 15-minute uh, spell off. Yeah, just just,
2: about, just going back to Gavardiole there, Ray, I'm just, he was in the head-to-head yesterday, wasn't he, in the match day programme, and uh, uh, 13 appearances, uh, 19 crosses, I'm struggling to remember them, and one big chance created, one big chance in 13 appearances. It's working, Pep, keep him, keep him there, mate, yeah, keep him going. <laughs> It's uh <laughs> he's wearing teams down. I mean basically right, sorry, sorry guys for uh, digressing there. Yes, the goal number one we're talking about. It didn't wasn't long, was it, uh guys? Let me just find it here on my thing. Fourteen minutes. And well done, Mr. Turney. Uh Mr. Turney, the referee. I know we don't we don't like complimenting referees, but I think Mr. Foden got a little bit of a foul uh in the build up to it. And, of course, Mr. Turney was... Uh, oh, we've seen refs way play on before and then bring it back, haven't we? But he managed to <laughs> way play on. And uh, Rodri, I mean, he's a big guy. He can, once once he starts moving, he moves. The Sheffield United team didn't want to tackle anyone. They just wanted to sort of try and keep bodies behind the ball. They didn't seem to be that eager to get a, a press in or anything like that. And he just did He say, thank you very much. You know, it was allowed through. And it wasn't a Rodri's rocket. It was uh, a, a nicely... Place goal right into the corner, and I, I say I, I have some doubts about the keeper, but I don't think there's a lot he could do. I just think he it was a superbly placed shot, simple as that. Uh, we saw him slice one again later on, but no, uh, Rodri, give him that room, he'll have a go. I think, um, the goalkeeper, was... Kyle Walker, I think, wasn't it from distance? <laughs> I think, I know, I think the keeper was let down
1: by his defenders because oh, they were awful, Rodri awful. must have taken. Four or five touches with, uh,
2: without being under any pressure, um, and he, he, I, always he, thought, I always thought Sheffield United were far more physical than what yeah. they were yesterday. I, I always thought they were getting you know flat. We played some physical teams, haven't we uh, recently? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sheffield were like little 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 boys. They didn't seem that bothered about tackling.
1: I don't understand why they stood off him because I think Rodri had at least one, possibly two more touches than he should have been allowed to have. You know, he picked the ball up after Foden was fouled. He uh, flipped it over the, 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 I think the same fella that fouled Foden or flicked it over someone and he just surged forward and they just parted for him. And the last two touches, he should have had someone right in front of him. And I I just don't understand it. And I think that uh, put the the goalkeeper in a really uh, uh, um, difficult position um, where Rodri could have hit it anywhere. You know, he was in such a position that he could have hit it the near post uh, with a curler with the side of his foot a la um, Champions League final for just from a little bit further out or what he did and he put it in the other corner I just think the goalkeeper was in two minds you know it was really difficult and uh, by the time he started moving I mean we were st- we were st- behind that goal Uh we are in that, in the south stand um, as soon as Rodri hit that as soon as he hit it you knew it was going in because the keeper was it, it was in the wrong place to make the save and Rodri hit it firmly enough and precisely enough um, and yeah we, we, you know I was hoping that was the start of an avalanche but I think for all the possession we had we weren't busting a goal actually the first two minutes they kicked off they kicked it straight out for our throw-in. the <laughs> next two minutes they did not touch that ball they didn't touch it we just passed it around all over and it ended up with I think Phil and flicking it up on the edge of the box for Alvarez to have a shot that went wide it took that was two minutes over two minutes, they hadn't touched the ball since the kickoff, and that was kind of uh, epitomised the game, didn't it? They were getting very, very few touches of the ball. We were just passing around for fun. In fact, I think um, after the game, I think City had the second most completed passes in Premier League history. I mean, we we have all the top four, but I actually think. They could have had the number one spot, they could have got over a thousand completed passes. Didn't they say
2: 994? uh, Was it we did
1: passes? uh, We we had a lot, but they actually on on the match there, they said Rodri had 160 odd touches on his own. That's almost two a minute, it's ridiculous. But the thing is, when if you're ever going to get that many passes, it's because you're tippy tapping it around for nothing with no purpose. It's not because you're buzzing around playing it quickly. It's just, you know, you got you got times when this player's at the back just passing it to each other three or four times, and then someone comes, they turn around, pass it to somebody else three or four times. Uh, you know, that's how Rodri gets <laughs> so many touches. But, you know, as Mike alluded to earlier, you know, by, by the time the second goal went in, it was a, very much a training ground exercise. The only dis- disappointment was that we didn't push harder for that second goal. Uh, earlier because I'm a firm believer that when we move that ball quickly, we're very, very dangerous. As we saw when we moved it quickly yesterday, we ripped through them. We ripped through them. When we give that ball to and he'd get it on the half turn. He'd he'd turn, leave his man for dead and surge forward. And That enterprising play generally will bring its rewards. But if you're tippy-tapping it around far too much at the back with no purpose, you know, except boring the opposition – you know, it's not for me. I want to see a bit more cut and thrust. And when we do step it up, I mean, we can move through the gears. When we do step it up, we're a dangerous animal. And I just wish we could do it a little bit more often and a little bit earlier. Get those two or three goals. And then then maybe once we get the third goal, you can relax.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not like City uh, lacked motivation because there was the uh, potential to finish off 2023 unbeaten at home, at least. I think Mm -hmm. that's right. Uh, and, and, and so we did. Candidates for man of the match. Obviously, everyone's going to talk about Phil Foden, but um, uh, Nathan Aki is turning into a Rolls Royce of a player, isn't he? He sometimes has um, maybe a less than stellar half, but he's never, he's never bad for the whole game. And of course, uh, he can get done for extreme pace. But um, he's lovely. I, lo- I love him. What do you think, Bernard?
2: Well, he's a a typically nice City player, isn't he? We love him to bits, and me and Ray bang on about him being uh, (laughs) left-back. But at the end of the day, uh, we know as a centre-half, he was a Rolls-Royce yesterday. I mean, even though he doesn't run, he's not not sleek over the pitches. He's a bit a bit messy on, in his running and a couple of times, he, even when he gets caught, he manages to get a foot in you know, or get it into role Z and that's, that's the whole idea. You know, I don't want to mess about with it, but he was brilliant. I thought he was brilliant at the back. I didn't give him man of the match, but he was very close. He was, he was certainly our best defender and has been our best defender for a long time now. Uh, going back many, many games, uh, Nathan Aki, he's such a great, a great lad and a great footballer. I'm just, I like it, you know, I like having players like that. And, uh, uh, players like that who are nice lads and can play football as well we've got a couple of nice lads who are not quite playing the football we want <laughs> to see but uh yeah Nathan Aki uh I bet his mum is I bet his mum and dad are proud anyway I'm
0: mm.
2: gonna say he's one of my favorite city players at the moment he was last season
1: you know he's an unsung hero uh not but not from us better than me you know we sing his praises all the time because he does <laughs> what he needs to do he's uh, very, very efficient. When he first came, I was worried because um, in his first season, I thought he was very, very left-footed. He didn't, it was one-dimensional. He didn't offer that much. But I think he's he's by far, at the moment, you know, with John Stone's injuries and and, and, and stuff like that, he's by far our best defender. Wherever he plays, It's usually at centre-back. You know, as, as I agree with Bernard, I'd much rather him at left-back. Uh, you know, Pep's trying to do something different. He's trying to get someone to move from left-back into the midfield. He's trying to get some overlap. He's trying to get you know, I'm just happy with Nathan Ake being the the Mr. Reliable, and he is. You know, even when he's outpaced, he's still got enough in him to be able to put a tackle in put the ball out and let the team uh, filter back. And he's the, he was the guy that was left at the back far more than anybody else to cover for everybody else, and he did it admirably. I, I'm absolutely loving what he's doing this season. I love what he did last season. I hope he gets the credit and the recognition he deserves because yeah. he's.
2: He's Mr. Reliable at the moment. He's always putting in... No, a he's not seventh. perfect. I mean, he you know, you got obviously beat in the air the other week. You, yeah. I remember against Wolves, he got tormented a little bit yeah, yeah, on yeah. that it side. Happens, he's not perfect, but I mean, that, that's... Who is? Who is perfect, apart from Ray? I mean, who's perfect? <laughs> who is perfect?
1: No, look, I tell you what, Baresi, Maldini, <laughs> all the top defenders, Dineen, all the top defenders, they got, to, you know, beaten from time to time. They were made to look like mugs occasionally. But look... I think most games, Nathan Ack is putting a seven, seven and a half, eight level performance out of ten, uh, and that's more than good enough for me. Uh, I still like him at left back because I actually think he's got a little bit more. I'm gonna call it flair, but he has a little bit more creativity than people give him credit for. He's no worse than Guardiola left back. You know, I don't want him. I don't want him bombing down the wing. I want him, you know, um, being there to support occasionally create. We're not when we got Oscar Bob when he develops a bit more when Doku Doku's back. I don't want to be seeing Gvardiol or Aki as our left winger or even Gomez. I want to see Bob or Doku out wide, actually taking people and not, you know, cutting back in and passing it backwards. I want to see that drive going forwards. You know, I think that's all that I miss from the city side. I think it it for me makes it more exciting football to have a little bit more drive, knowing that your your winger or your wide man can have various options. He can go out wide, use his pace, cut, cut inside. He can dribble past opponents. When you see Jack, most of the time, Jack just gets it, feints to do this, feints to do that, and passes it back. No different to what Guardiol did yesterday, except Guardiol didn't waste his time feinting uh, to pass the ball. He just got the ball. Someone came to him and he passed it back. I don't see the benefit well, uh, in that. We, I want to see. With
2: Guardiol and uh, Grealish down at left-hand side, we're not terrorising anyone, are we?
1: That's boring, mate. Trust me, that that's put into sleep football. You know, you might as well be sedi- sedated. Go to the vets and get a sedative and stick it up your, you know, um, and, and go to sleep. Because I think Grealish and Gvardiol, they're not going to set your heart racing Un- unless they're, you know, doing the, um, the full Monty or something. Uh, <laughs> that's for you, ladies out there. It's it's not. They're not going to set your heart racing at, 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 at incisive attacking football. Um, no, I mean, I want to see Mr. Doku. I want to see Mr. Bob there. I want to see Bernardo or other people, you know, taking them on. Um, that's exciting. Now, you know, I miss, I still reminisce about when we had uh, Leroy sani because he really got me out of my seat. He was the last player that when he got the ball, I was out of my seat. Doku's starting to do that for me. He gets the ball. You don't know what's going to happen, but you know more often than not, it's going to be something special when he goes for it.
0: Well, talking about things that you don't always understand, I mean, each player's role in the team and what Pep requires of them is usually uh, not that difficult uh, to figure out. But um, one thing that confuses me uh, sometimes is just um, the roles of uh, Alvarez and uh, Bernardo Silva. Uh, uh, Interchangeable, uh, Bernard, have you worked it out yet?
2: Not really. I mean, uh, the thing about Alvarez is he he does nothing and then (laughs) <laughs> then pops up with a goal, and that'll, that'll do for me, I'm not that overly worried about it, but I do worry where he's being played and what he's doing, and say Bernardo yesterday, he was just surplus, I mean, he just, it was not surplus to requirements, but nothing was really happening down that side that he was playing, it, it was all coming up the other side, and yeah, I do. I mean, obviously, Bernardo, we're thinking he's going in the summer. And when you have games like that, you think, yeah, we won't miss him. But then, of course, he'll, he'll put in one of those performances and score a goal like he did the other night. And you'll say, you know what, you're missing. But sometimes, I must admit, Pep, Pep hasn't playing away, and it sometimes it doesn't get the best out of them for me or or, or the City fans, and that's what happens. But uh, it's a team game, and I suppose that's what uh, what it's all about. As long as we get the win, it doesn't really matter. But Alvarez, what can you say? You might not do anything, but then he'll pop up with a goal and an assist. So that, that's uh, that's good enough, isn't it?
0: Ray, our first goal was uh, 15 minutes into the first half, and I think the second goal came 15 minutes into the second half. I think You're what worries right, me,
2: though, before we go on to that, Mike, is they did have a couple of half chances at the end of that. You know, we're 1-0 up. We're not We're yeah. not, We're not. We're not trying to build on it. Is it Ossola, is it? Ossola? I mean, Ossler, he, had a, he, had a, he had one shot that Akanji didn't know anything about. he sort of hit him, went out for a corner. No, I think i, 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 I had
1: eh? I Think you've been unfair on a canji. No, think...
2: I don't think I think it hits him. I don't think I mean he was there getting back, but I wouldn't say he knew too much about it. I don't he might not know too much about it, but I think oh he no, he's covering. Out. I mean, what they didn't do against Rodri, he did. He got he got in between himself and the goal, he, he,
0: which is what he made unfair. a nuisance of himself. Well, I,
2: yeah, I well, think him... is they had that chance, which could have easily gone in, and then he had a... did he have a header? I don't know how yeah. close that was. I know Edison did a save to his uh, pretty spectacular from our end wasn't it no right? it wasn't spectacular it looked easy actually <laughs> yeah okay. So mm-hmm. I mean, you know, at one 0 up, uh, <laughs> was, we're not we're, we're panicking a little bit, and of course, uh, yeah, you carry on, Mike, and go over to Ray for for when we managed to go two 0 up, which still isn't convincing for me at the moment. But uh, well,
0: tell us about the second goal, Ray, and uh, did that convince you that that was game over, or did you think, oh, oh you
1: be it we, we were we beating Palace at two 0 with uh, what, what was it, fifteen minutes to go, twenty minutes to go? I thought that was game over. I was, I think, I was was that I was working that day. I was it? I was working over in near Harrogate and it was whatever. I start work at R4, I think. Or when I when last time I looked at me before to see what the score was, it was 2 0. I thought, well, we got this wrapped up yet, yeah, no problem. I come back an hour later, I managed to get a cadger break. Look at me, phone, I couldn't believe it. My ass dropped off, you know. Uh, when I saw that, we were too old. So at 2 0, I'm not convinced by City. Uh, at 2 0, uh, because of what's happened recently, we let three goals in against the Spuds of Spurs, we let four goals in against uh, Chelsea. You know, we've let so many goals in two goals against RB Leipzig. Did we let two goals in against um, who's that other one, Red Star Belgrade? So we've been letting goals in left, right, and center. Very, very few clean sheets. If you take the uh, Club World uh, Championship out, which were against B, B standard teams, um, we've hardly kept a clean sheet all season. So, I think this was our eighth clean sheet in about 30 games. Uh, fortunately, three of them have come in the last four games, which is, makes you feel a bit better. But that second goal, I think the, a lot of credit goes to Oscar Bob, the pre-assist. He managed to do the right thing. He's, he just stood there on the ball. He was looking for what to do. Very aware. He saw Phil Ford and Phil Ford and pointed to where he was going. Oscar Bob threaded it through the eye of a needle. It's a great pass. Um, and Phil Foden got it, looked up, saw Alvarez coming in, and he curled it around. It was, I think, he was trying to curl it around the defender, but the defender, I think, went through his legs or something. And there was Julian Alvarez sliding in to make it. 2 you know, as as Bernard has said, you know, he doesn't seem to do a lot. He puts a lot of work in, a lot of effort, but he pops up with the goal. And it's about time, you know. All right, I say it's about time he starts scoring again. Uh, now, you might think that's a bit cruel because he's got, I think, four in the last three games, but a couple of them were in the World uh, Club Championship final. So kind of discount them. It's been a little while since he scored. Great to have him on the score sheet again. Um and it's one of those funny things where if it was Haaland who did nothing in a game and popped up and scored we, we we're raving about him and but Alvarez people are a bit more critical of, of Alvarez and what he doesn't do in a game. He's, well, he's he's not really in the game. He's working hard, but that's all he's doing. But he's getting the goals and and, and truly that's right now that's all that matters. I'm you know Part of me wants him to do more in a game, but how can you argue? How can you criticise someone who's got that many goals this season? He's got plenty of goals this season. Uh, I, I, I don't think Bernard's going to tell me exactly how many goals he's got this season, but he's got plenty of goals uh, and assists. He's, he's done a really, really good job. I mean, I'm looking at his, his stats. In the league, you he might, might think it's not enough. He's got six goals in 19 games. Um, but in the Champions League, and I think he's got, uh, playing in Europe, he's got four in four. And then, obviously, two goals. Uh, he, he scored. Uh, he's basically he's got twelve goals in twenty-eight games this season, twenty-eight appearances. I think that's fantastic. It's it's better than last season when he got seventeen in forty-nine. So he's on course to have a very, very good season. I think he's going to get over twenty goals this season. De- you know, depends on how long Haaland's out for as well. If Haaland's out for a couple more, two or three more games, Alvarez is taking penalties. You know, he might get. Um, uh, you know. He might get he might even catch Ireland up. Who knows? <laughs> I doubt it, but but he's getting He's getting the numbers, he's getting the numbers. You got to give him credit for that. And as I said, he's working really, really hard. And sometimes that's what you need in the team you need the hard workers, you know, him, Bernardo, Foden, always buzzing around, always giving the defenses the hurry up. And that and creates the, up- an, an upgrade up- on Gabby Jesus Labs, absolutely. Well, look what he did last week against Everton. When he pressured Pickford, Pickford, you know, um, had that poor clearance which ricocheted off him, and it went to Branthwaite, who couldn't control it, and Bernardo Silva chipped it in from about twenty-five yards. That was because of Alvarez harrying the goalkeeper. There was another one yesterday where the goalkeeper took too long.
2: Alvarez was well, in how there. The hell, he was, how the hell did that go in the goal? I watched it back and I thought it, it just looked as though it should have gone in the goal was yes, that yeah, close, yeah. but. The goal last week, the
1: near goal this week, all because he worked so damn hard. Um, full credit is due to him. He's how old, Bernard, 21, 22? Can you remember? You think. He's 23. Sorry. Um, it'll be 24, end of January, 31st of January will be 24. Still, still a baby, still a baby, still got so much to learn. And the longer Pep stays, the better, I think Julian Alvarez or Julian Alvarez will get.
0: The one thing I really liked about that second goal was um, Bob's contribution, because he, could, he he stood there and he was rolling the ball under his feet, back and forward under his feet, sort of a bit like Jimmy White, you know, lining up a snooker shot, just waiting for his moment and popped it in. I mean, that was very, very impressive, Bernard.
2: Yeah, again it boils down to the fact that Sheffield weren't weren't willing to commit and, and try and get a get a tackle in there just again. But he's a thinker, he's a thinker, Bob. He's he's got a head, he's always got an intelligent head on him for me. I've seen it loads of times. You know, he, he's not just to go for it and put a crossing, hopefully someone's there. He thinks about what he's doing, whether he's crossing it or passing it. You know, he's thinking all the time. He's looking. He's looking around, and that's obviously what Pep likes about these. That's a Pep player who sort of, before he's even received the ball, he's looking to where he's going to put it. And Bob, obviously, if Sheffield United are going to give him the time to do that, he'll do it. And that's what that's what he did uh, to great effect for that goal. He, I, I like Bob. I think he'll, we'll see a, a bit more of him this season. Not, not, not a lot, but we'll see a certainly. Know, we'll see if Doku comes back, if Doku comes back, we won't perhaps see as much of him. But uh, I think Pepe will—he'll uh, certainly be starting against Huddersfield. I think next week, so I, I think we'll see plenty more.
0: There was a moment during the game that, that, that reminds me a lot of, um, you know, uh, K-pop. Bands uh, and uh, when when the audience sees them for the first time, they come on stage. Kevin De Bruyne actually got a warm up. He didn't just sit there warming the bench. He came dancing out, uh, doing his warm ups, and it was almost the biggest cheer of the night. Um, it, it was very very it the biggest cheer of the I, night, I, night. Believe I, me. I, it.
2: Wasn't it wasn't it was a bit subdued yesterday? The atmosphere, I thought. Yeah, and not when
0: he came on. Though. No, not no, when, no, not when he came up.
1: Or oh, when KDB came on, that was the lightest cheer of, of the night by far. You know, I mean, it, it started very quickly that cheer. I thought he must be coming on because <laughs> you knew what the first of all I thought, what's the cheer for? It must be KDB. That's it, he must be warming up. And I think I think he was just pulling our plonker, weren't he? He was just he was just there milking it. I think he just he knew he wasn't coming on, he was just milking it. Um, and, but look, I mean I, I'm very confident he'll he'll have a cameo against Huddersfield. I think he'll get he's got to get a few minutes against Huddersfield because I want him to be playing uh, against uh, Newcastle the week after. So you know I don't expect him to start. I don't expect him to start, um but uh, um, against um, Huddersfield, so, so, yeah, against Huddersfield. But I would like him. Uh, I would like him. To be on on the bench again, and to be able to come on for a bit longer. So you know, I'd love him to get ten or fifteen minutes against Huddersfield, and then maybe 20, 25 minutes against Newcastle. By the end of the month, he's in full swing. But you know, and so uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to that. I think um, that be that really will be cool.
0: Uh, Bernard, any any other observations about this game before we go on to some rather interesting um, side issues?
2: Oh, Pep, Pep got himself booked again. I wish he'd start <laughs> behaving himself. I don't want them to pile up and have him on the bench as well as, uh, again, for his discipline problems. Uh, what, what did he get booked for? Ray, Did you, any idea? What, what was that? Um,
1: like? I think he was criticising. It would have been dissent. He criticised the referee for that handball. Was it the handball? Um, no, it wasn't that one. Sorry, that was a different... I'm thinking of a different game. Sorry. Um, was it a fourth official? Were, to do the fourth official? Um, I can't remember. No, it, it was something to do around a booking that... I think
2: he thought... Oh, was it was it bad tackle and he thought it yeah. should have been a booking, yeah. yeah. Yeah, something like that. I think that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, but like, as I said, we touched upon it before. The atmosphere is a little bit subdued. I think there's a lot of people who obviously buy tickets for people for Christmas and all this sort of thing. It just seemed to affect the overall... Uh, Sheffield United fans were okay. Nothing, yeah, nothing yeah. fantastic. They didn't have a lot to like sing about, did they? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, that's it. it was a bit subdued. I mean, I, I thought World Champions. I thought would be full of it, but uh, yeah, a little, a little bit not downtrodden, but a little, a little bit quiet yesterday. I thought I, I tell you what, perhaps, perhaps uh, still struggling after Christmas Day. I'm not too sure. A funny thing where <laughs> where I was sat, I
1: spent more more time standing up than sitting down because people just keep walking around, you know on my road just coming in and i going to get someone to eat. It's like, mate, it's 35 minutes gone. Why are you going down to get <laughs> s- someone to eat or drink? This, this kid walked past me four times. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I thought, <laughs> you know, people aren't watching much of the game. You know, I, I've been there with my kid who's been one of my kids who's there playing. And I know another fella chatted with him where he just brings his kid to games, even though his kid just plays on his on his phone or whatever, all yeah. through the game but he's got that commitment. I've got to keep bringing you to games. And, you know, but at some point you've got to realise that your kids don't care about it. And I, I've realised that. And now I realised I was spending money on two season cards that were never, we're not getting used. So um, mm-hmm. they, they've, they've not got that. Now, now the lad <laughs> who's 16, is complaining that he hasn't got a season card anymore. You well, should have <laughs> blooming gone to a few more games. i shown a bit more interest. Then I'd have kept your season card going, but uh, it was a bit quiet. It was a bit unusual.
2: Um, but we of course, of course got the unbeatable uh, thing, didn't we? 25, uh, 25 wins, three draws, twenty eight competitive games at the Etihad. So I'm, I'm not that. Only us in Liverpool that. have done that. We've done it three third time. We've done it. Me, I'm not that
1: fussed about unbeatables. I mean, I think we're pushing the boat, uh, pushing it a bit too far. You know, we we went through a year unbeaten at home. For me, would be that if we went through a year winning all our games at home. Then I oh, think almost, Ray, it's only those last three that yeah. made a mess of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then I would have then I would have said yeah, yeah, that's that's something to to shout about. Uh but we should have really won was... all three of those
2: that we drew. So
1: we should have been. been yeah. Ray, a...
0: did, did, did you just say a little bit earlier that you had some kids like looking staring at you?
1: No, I was at the ground.
0: Sorry? Did you just say you had uh people looking at you at the ground, giving you funny looks? No, 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 no.
1: Well, that's normal no, I, for Ray. <laughs>
2: you
0: no, know, I, 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 I just I thought I heard Ray say that. The people, well, were looking at him.
1: no, no, I was talking about my my, my son or the fellow near me who, who brings his kids and they just watch on their phone and that's it. That's all they oh. do. I mean. Looks, admit,
2: mate, used to take, I used to take my daughters into the North Stand and they were playing with the Barbie dolls. <laughs> Everyone was watching them, they, <laughs> they weren't watching the football, they were watching my girls play with the Barbie dolls. <laughs> I'm good. I'm going
1: to tell you. I'm going to digress here. But I went to pick up my missus and the kids from the airport. Too. They flew back from uh, from Paris today. And uh, what did she call me? Ah, oh, she called me the Pink Panther because I was wearing a pink suit. It's I, I wouldn't say it's shocking pink, but it was a pink sh- suit. Um, Bernard's shaking his head now. Um, but you, you missed it. Actually, when I did a, um, a video with Bernard earlier today, and because you only see the top half, the bottom half was those. Thank God, God we don't see the bottom half, mate. The top half, bad <laughs> enough. <laughs> Look, mate. Sometimes I've done it in my in my underpants uh, <laughs> streams with you, because because you can't see. You know, all you see is that you know up, down to about tit level, and that's it. You <laughs> know, you can see me bust, and that's about it. So I'm 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 there in my pink in my pink suit. My wife's shaking her head. Um, she says you've lost weight, so I took my jacket off to show how much I've lost five kilograms this week. I got to say that in about five, five or six days, um, and uh, she said, "You're embarrassing me now because I was showing off my body." Um, so that's not that was not the welcome, you know. Back home, I was uh, I was hoping for, you know. I thought I'd get some hugs and kisses, and it's like, you know, um, get, get a, a, a few Fs and Bs, and I thought, "Well, fan, fancy that." But anyway, <laughs> and a lot of people were looking at me when I was walking around because it's a bit unusual. To go to the airport with, with with that kind of clobber, and it was a bit more unusual to go around. I went down Curry Mile. I was talking to Bernard earlier. I said yesterday I was gagging, gagging for a uh, for a uh, for a kebab. So I went down there. I got a few funny looks when you're walking down the Curry Mile in a pink suit. But anyway, uh, I'm just digressing.
0: You are indeed, um, guys. Our friend, um, our friend Colin Savage, uh, put up um, a cryptic um, photo on uh, on Twitter. Now known as X. Fuel, fuel. And, uh, I, I, I hope that you can help me figure out what it means. It's a, it's a, it's a picture of a very large cannon. cannon. <laughs> yeah. I knew it.
1: I knew it. It's it's cannon. the Arsenal cannon because they got uh, we're recording this on Sunday afternoon, early evening. Arsenal got beat by Fulham, and it's basically a drooping cannon. So it's like, um, how can you best describe it without being rude? It's like cannon
0: with uh, brewers droop. Needs, needs that's what I was to say. It's
1: a symbol of brewers droop with their cannon. I mean, I was going to put a, a picture of an actual penis flopping over, uh, but I just thought that's that that's going a little bit too far. I, that was that was a that was that was quite a nice one actually. It kind of sums up Arsenal, but it doesn't it, know it, it's. It's like a man on a on <laughs> get a an analogy that's clean enough. It's like a man on a night out who's boasting that he's gonna do this, he's gonna do that, you know, like Arsenal fans have been all season, they've been on top, you know, they're they're not gonna bottle it and all that. I said after the last game that they lost uh, the, the, uh, against West Ham. I said they bottled it. I had Arsenal fan coming to my comments and say, we've only lost one game. How we we bottling? You've got to bottle it at the end of the season. Well, it's basically, as I said, like an Arsenal, like a fella on a night out who's bragging about this is what he's going to do and that's what he's going to do. He's had a few too many. And when it actually ta- comes time to be that action man, it, he's just a flop. He's just a flop. So Arsenal are a flop in bed. And I think... You can say all Arsenal fans, all Arsenal fans. Piers Morgan, you're a flopping bed, okay? More, more, Mo Hyder you're a flopping bed, buddy. Uh, who else is an Arsenal fan? Bernard, come on, you're gonna Spunk Bubble, About oh, Spunk Bubble. <laughs> no, no, no. Turn around, Alan, Alan Davis. Oh, Alan Davis. Oh, uh, he's he's worse than a Spunk Bubble, Alan Davis. I I, 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 I don't want to talk about it. No, he's a racist S O B. The way he he described. He had a popper. Yeah, I don't watch QI
2: B- anymore now. After his, his outrage the other the other month, was
1: it last year w- w- or earlier this year when he had a pop at the city owners? And I can't. What did he say? Dirty Arabs or something? But I mean, it was it was just, just had a pop at city in general. It was it was it was a racist comment, mate. Um, it was it was uncalled for. Uh, it was a nasty, nasty thing. Criticised our history. Oh, you know, stuff stuff him. Well, we, when did we win the FA Cup, Bernard? Do you remember? You were there. Yeah.
2: Okay. What year was granddad it? Granddad told me 1904, yeah. Uh, what score was it? What, 1904? 1-0, yeah. wasn't it, I think? Who against? Oh, I can't remember now. You were there, think. mate. I know you were there. Oh, I can't, I can't remember. You, you remember so much, mate. I, I'm sure you were there. Bolton, um, I don't know.
1: Bury? Was it Bury? No. Was it Bolton. Oh, come on, Bernard, this is some, you, you, I
2: can't I, know. I, I do know, but I, it's gone. I've, I've had, had a mis- I've had some whiskey. I, I, mis- I, I, I tell everybody that you're Bolton Wanderers, 1-0. <laughs> yeah, and then they got, got revenge of us in 1926, wasn't it? They beat us. Nah, I don't care. I, mate,
1: mate, I'm a glory hunting fan. I don't care about the losses. I just focus on the wins, mate. Get it real. Get it right.
0: Guys, I can just feel... the the. I can just almost see the shepherd's crook coming across to like... Uh, grab us and, and throw us off but, but, but before we do that um, what's up next Bernard for Manchester City
2: well but if we've got to defend the first of our well we've been defending the other two of our travel haven't we already but uh, of course we've got to defend the old FA Cup uh, next Sunday The 2pm 2, two p.m. kickoff. I think it's on the telly I think I don't know what channel it's on but I don't care I'll be Real well, fans. The old we've got Huddersfield, who we've played six times in the FA Cup. We've not they've not beaten us yet, fingers crossed. Uh, but we have drawn three and won three. So uh of course, replays, etc. But uh yeah, the very They're famous them. one, of course. The very famous one of the draws was a nil-nil, which was um, a couple of months after we'd beat them 10 1. So you know, yeah. main role. So <laughs> that, that was quite quirky, but From the uh, sublime to the ridiculous, weren't yeah, it? Yeah, so yeah, they're not doing very well at the Ray. I think the fourth bottom that's in the match
1: yeah, the week they were, when I looked they were fourth bottom of the the table. Yeah. they had Neil Warnock he was there for a little while. um he's he's gone now. I think um they're not a bad side, but they're just going through you know because it wasn't so long ago that they were in the Premier League, so they had a couple of seasons, a couple of three seasons here now this I think they're still fourth bottom, um but four points clear of relegation. they played twenty five games. Uh, they've won only five. They've lost 10. They've only scored 25 goals. Um, and they've let in 40, which is not actually, it's probably less than I thought they, they would have let in. Um, their, their recent results, last five league games, they've won one, lost three. Uh, but give them their credit. They must have won uh, an, at least one FA Cup game to get here. So uh, give them their due. They're in it for on merit. And, you know, you can't take anybody for granted. Uh, uh, Go and ask Wigan Athletic about taking them from granted. The team that beat us in the Centurion season, Wigan Athletic. Which division were they in? League One. That's two divisions below us. The team that beat us in the the 2013, sorry, (laughs) 2013, I wasn't there. I'm old, but I'm not that old. In the 2013 final, Wigan Athletic. They've beaten us three times in the last 10 years in the FA Cup. So, uh, you know, you can't take anybody for granted. Uh, you can't take Huddersfield for granted, but I think we'll stop. Is, is it. this, is it's no replays, is there? I have no idea, mate. I uh, doubt it because. Mike, do you, you know? know? I don't think there
0: are any replays for this, no.
1: Uh, I think I think everything's going to, um, re- um, you know, no replays in anything now, are they? The um, straight and
2: penalties. Well,
1: I'm just going to find out. Well, I assume so there's extra time. time. Um, I'm just reading what it says. FA Cups, uh, this is just a general thing. FA Cups were, uh, replays were one of the casualties of the pandemic, but they are back in football's oldest competition. This was last season. Uh, I don't know about this season. I don't know. I mean, uh, I'm just having a oh, There's
0: surely no, no space in the in the schedule for concert replays. I think they've done away with that.
1: Okay, here we go. I think, here we go. Um, FA Cup to axe third and fourth round replays. Uh, I don't know. if, uh, Is it possible this season? And then they'll be back for the quarterfinals onwards. Um, I think that's reasonable. You know, I, I don't. I don't want to see FA replays being scrapped. You know, I think it's they're exciting games. I think they're money spinners for smaller clubs like Manchester United. Um, um, and I, I just think they're exciting. I love if you go back in time. It was a quite a few years ago, but. Was it Liverpool versus Arsenal? Or was it Man United versus Arsenal, where they played about four replays or something before uh, someone went off and won that? You know, it was. I like I like FA Cup replays. They are a, they're a different kind of atmosphere to to the first game. You know, sometimes you think it's that first game that the smaller club has the opportunity to, to do something. Uh, and it may be extra time and penalties on the first uh, game is, is what it should be. But
0: I, I, I'll miss them when they're gone. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, we're now entering into a period where we're, we're getting like five and six days between games for a little while. And then looking at the schedule uh, for uh, February and March, busy busy. Uh, well, certainly February, um, so sort of January and February, I beg your pardon, it's not that uh, frightening. I mean, there's a game against Newcastle, there's a game against Chelsea, but it's not really until, I think it's, it's March then that we start uh, getting... Uh, Liverpool, United and Brighton well, is,
1: and like that. we got Huddersfield on Sunday. we got Newcastle the following Saturday. So that's six days later. Next game, I believe, is against Burnley on the 31st. So we've got two weeks off in the sun. Then we've got Brentford away. Then I think, if we beat Huddersfield, is the FA Cup the week after? If we are fortunate enough to beat Huddersfield, the FA Cup... Uh, fourth round. Sorry, the fourth round is on the 28th of January. So, um, if we actually beat uh, Uddersfield, if we beat them, um, I think the next game is gonna be before uh, three days before Burnley. Sorry, so if we beat Uddersfield, we'll have we'll still have uh, two weeks off before between Newcastle and the next round of the FA Cup, then they start coming a bit quicker. Obviously, we got but it's nice, it'd be nice to have that week off. You know, we've got the Burnley game, we've got Brentford on the 5th of uh, February, Everton on the 10th of February, uh, FA Cup is coming around, I think the next FA Cup actually is in March. So, like you say, Mike, it'd be, it's, it's, it sounds fantastic to have a week between, or five or six days at least, you know, between games. We've got five days between Burnley and Brentford, five days between Brentford and uh, Everton, and then. Champions League kicks back in. So it is February's really busy when you look at it. I'm just looking at it now. 31st of January we got a game, 5th of February, 10th of February, 13th of February, 17th of February, 24th of February. So there's six games in 25 days. So you know, and then March, if we're still in if we're still in all the competitions, March is going to be a really, really um difficult month where we got some big, big games. In March, we've got, okay, Man, Man United is not a big game anymore. But we got Liverpool at Anfield. We've got Brighton away. We've got on <laughs> three big games in March. And then we got Villa, start of April. So it's really busy, really
0: tough. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's pretty much everything, unless anyone wants to add anything. Okay. I can see Ray's little finger going up there. Uh, I'm just
1: going to give one quick point, that Calvin Phillips looks like he's going on... Loan, um, there was talk of Juventus Newcastle. Apparently, I was hearing this morning that the loan fee for Calvin Phillips at City wants because they know people are desperate for him, especially Newcastle. For six months loan fee, they want seven and a half million pounds. That's a heck of a lot for a loan fee for six months. Now, it might be that they do a deal with somebody and say, Look, it, you because of FFP, someone can't buy him in January, but they can pay that seven and a half million loan fee. In January, and and that's not going to be too bad. But if he goes out on loan, I want an obligation. I want an obligation for them to buy him at the end of the season for between forty and fifty million pounds, and they can deduct that loan fee off. If they so, if Newcastle pay the loan fee of seven and a half million to get him now, and they buy him in the summer, they can knock it off the the total. So, but I just he needs to go. We need to be able to spend the money for uh, that we've got um, uh, in for him. Uh, get somebody else who can actually do the job that Pep might actually like because we've seen it four times this season. Rodri hasn't uh, featured. He's been suspended. We've lost each and every one of those games. And even though he's had a few subpar performances recently, uh, but it was good yesterday, subpar performances recently, he's still a key player for this uh, this iteration of Manchester City. so But we, we need cover. You know, if you get like Bernard said the other week, if he gets injured and he's out for three, four m- months, rest of the season, what do we do? I, I don't want to see a midfield of uh, Kovacic, Nunes, Lewis and Stones. Uh, that doesn't excite me. It scares me. Um, so we, we do need somebody to, to cover for him. So, yeah, the sooner Calvin goes, sooner we get somebody else in uh, who's decent and Pep likes, the better.
0: Mm-hmm. Any final thoughts, uh, Burners, or are we done? No, yeah. I'll just
2: echo what, what, what Ray said. I think uh, I think we've got to get through January and February and um, and collect maximum points where possible and progress in the Cups. It's as simple as that, because March and April, that's when we're going to meet the teams that, that you know, will probably still be up there uh, challenging us, and that's what it's coming down to. So... Can't afford any slip ups in January and February, you know. Starting with Newcastle away, which isn't going to be a, an easy one. Uh, they've had a bit of a hiccup, but uh, uh, certainly not an easy place to go these days. And be, everyone's up for it, everyone's up to beat the world champions now. So it's going to be even tougher.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, well, that'll do us. Uh, we'll be back after the next game, as usual. So, from myself, Bernard and uh, Tina Turner over there in the <laughs> in the corner will finish off in the normal way by saying, <laughs> have one on us. And up the blues!
1: Up the blues! The blues. Happy, Happy New Year, New Year, Year. everybody. Happy, Happy, New Year. Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. If all the... No, no, I'm not going to sing. <laughs>